Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The three-two is in the air. Um, I'm your orange hair having whiter than a vegan cookout host. My name is Mario, and today we're going over the NL Central. We went over the NL East last time, and I got my man Pat with me here once again. What's up, you guys? Um, I really like this division a lot. Um, it's a lot of big names, individual, big individual baseball, great individual baseball players in the division. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, teams competing for the number one spot in the division. Um, um, I feel like any, any of the four teams we're going to go over that have a chance of winning this division, they get uh, kind of make a World Series run if everything goes right. I agree. So um, it's it's just one of those stacked divisions is going to be a bloodbath, really entertaining. Um, a lot of close games. Every division game is going to count no matter what. So um, we'll see what happens. I would have to agree with that. I think pretty uh, set in stone that four out of the five teams have a legit shot at winning it. That that doesn't mean any of the four, in my opinion, will be dominant, but four of the five have a chance to win it. Um, so let's kick things off in alphabetical order of course so let's start off with your favorite team in the world the chicago cubs how you feel uh uh, they're not my favorite team in the world Um, (laughs) i hate the chicago cubs fuck the cubs they they ruined my life um yeah um the cubs they still have the same core from the 2016 world series and um Mm -hmm. sorry uh but anyways um they have a pretty decent roster um they lost a lot of free agents um yes Cole Hamels Nick Cassianos could help um they still mm-hmm. have Addison Russell but he hasn't been picked up um Steve Sizzik left from their bullpen they felt Pedro Stroke was another big name that left from their mm-hmm. bullpen as well um yeah um they still got Chris Bryant and luckily for them um the time service grievance that he that he um had yeah went fell on their side so they still have him for another two years um they got Anthony Rizzo Javier Baez is really much as helping superstar them Kyle Schulber taking that next step uh Wilson Contreras is still Wilson Contreras um Jason Hayward is gonna give you gold glove defense but he hasn't been the same hitter that he that he was in um that he was in Atlanta or St. Louis um, yeah league average player yeah league average player but yeah, he's not the same. Um, when I look at the Cubs, uh, I think that there's, uh, to me, uh, the position player group I think looks pretty damn strong. Like, I'm just looking at the at the top five of the of the lineup. Like, I can order like Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, Contreras. That's that's, that's really a, really good. That's a pretty good top five. That's a really good top five. Um, and the thing is, like you said, like. Jason Hayward, league average player, Ian Happ, you know, David Bodie. Uh, they got the number one prospect, Nico Horner. I think that's how you say it. Uh, he mm-hmm. should he should be uh, covering that uh, hole at second base. Uh, so, yeah, like the position player group, I think should be pretty damn solid. Um, the one thing that kind of would kind of worry me if I was a Cubs fan, though, is the pitching, both rotation and bullpen. Would you agree? Um, the rotation somewhat the bullpen absolutely um, mm-hmm. but 
they with the bullpen, um, they signed Jeremy Jeremy Jeffers, Jeffers. Yeah. So and he, there's there's a chance he could bounce back from the bad season he had with the Brewers last year. He's got but, a good splitter. Um, he has a very good splitter. He's filthy when he's had his stuff together. Um, I think Craig Kimbrough was a was a risk worth taking. I agree. And he they got was, a lot of shit for that. Yeah, they did. But I think um, they gave him a little bit too much money. But at the same time, when you have a elite reliever like Craig Kimbrough, you you take that chance whenever you can. Yeah, especially with the state of the bullpen. Um, but for me, um. I don't know how to feel about the Cubs, honestly. I know they can compete just based on their on their um on their position player core. And then you have U Darvish and John Lester and Kyle Hendricks, that's a pretty good top three. And if yeah. they can keep it together, um that's really good veterans. All the I read um I read a comment on well not a comment but like uh, an, uh the fangraphs article of the Sips prediction for the Cubs twenty twenty. They said um John Lester at this point he's fully in the crafty left-hander stage of his career I think that's a fucking accurate representation yeah I, I do too he's really just an innings eater yeah um, he's gonna give you 170 200 innings yes and that's about so, the most you can expect at this point yeah ERA around four like that's what he's gonna give you yeah uh, but in I the playoffs you know he's gonna show up and play up so yeah that's the goal that's, yeah that's it. I, I, I said uh, I was worried about the rotation and the bullpen because, I mean, I feel like uh, John Lester, like he's clearly a back end of the rotation guy at this point. Uh, Jose Quintana, he hasn't been for the Cubs what they thought he could have been. Uh, and really, so really the only two pitchers uh, that I can say like, okay, I, like, I trust them in a big game. Like, you know, Lester aside, uh, um would be obviously you uh, Darvish if you buy into what he did in the second half last year, which I do, and then Kyle Hendricks. But I feel like it's a bit thin on the back towards the back end and the bullpen. Just I mean, you said it already. They lost Pedro Strope, uh, Craig Kimbrell. I would assume, like, I would assume everyone expects some sort of a bounce back. But even with him bouncing back, like, there's just not much else in the bullpen. And yeah, like uh, what you said, like you kind of like don't know what to say about the Cubs. I kind of agree because like this is a team like when when you look at it on paper, they feel like a team that should win anywhere between eighty-five to ninety games, even ninety plus if they play well. The one thing they did do as a you know, quote unquote change, is they went for a new manager. They fired Joe Madden, which I think was justified. And they brought back, well, yeah, they brought back uh, David Ross. You agree with that? Um, I don't know about it. So the, the David Ross signing, it, it fits just based on the fact that um, there's a lot of managers that are former players and they're somewhat young coming into yeah. the mix now and a lot of team for a lot of teams. And it's happened in big markets, especially, um, mm -hmm. you know, with um, Boston formerly before. Um, he got fired um new york yeah it's so it's just a fireball um but there's a lot that can it can, it's a hit or miss thing it, it, yeah. it could really go well or it could go really bad yeah but i feel like ideas best, yeah yeah but i think david ross has a respect at that clubhouse that's what's good catchers so, do tend to be good managers yes they do because they catchers are really 
the best, the most intelligent guys on the on the team from a baseball IQ standpoint. Because yeah, they're like the they're like a linebacker and a safety put together. Yeah, that's the Mike linebacker. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, uh, the Cubs. Do you have a a win loss record prediction for them? Um, I said they, they last year they went eighty four and seventy eight. So I think they can do that. I think they could go anywhere. Any of the four teams we're going to talk about that might make the, the um, yeah, that might make a run for the division crown. They could win anywhere from eighty games up because it's a regular old season, but it's not. So yeah, if I had to go with a prediction, I would say probably 86 wins somewhere around that because the you know the top-notch talent on especially in the position player side is too much to fail as bad because let's not forget uh they won 84 games last year right and they lost nine straight uh in september in the, the season yeah that yeah. just like nine straight apart. and that included getting swept by the pirates which we'll talk about later in the episode which is really humiliating so so yeah uh the cubs uh i don't really have a whole lot else to say about it really they just feel like that team that's been underachieving for a while because each year after winning the world series each year they've performed a little bit worse 2017 they got smoked in the nlcs 2018 they lost to us in the wildcard game somehow and 2019 missed the playoffs so yeah do we both agree that they're kind of like somewhere around that, you know, 83, 82, 84 win space? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. So that kind of makes sense. Fuck the cops, by the way. Um, I agree. I, I really agree. <laughs> fuck the cops, man. Um, next up, uh, the Cincinnati Reds. This is a team that we've talked about a lot uh, off the air. And we talked a lot. And you and I have a little bit of a differing opinions when it comes to the Reds uh I think we both feel like they have a ton of potential but I I think I'm a bit more skeptical about it than you are mm-hmm. uh I see like I see the signings right like you know Mustakas I see you know Castellanos uh they signed uh, Wade Miley who will eat you know some innings uh back there uh but like I see a lot of different pieces but I'm, I'm not sure how they will fit that's really what I'm saying here yeah so um another signing that they made they um went over to japan and signed and uh signed shogo akiyama yeah to the field talk about him yeah. um i think he is a pretty good pickup because it, it allows them to um, take nick senzel out of um out of center field and they can put him back on the infield kind of have a bouncer sure, out a super utility guy um they signed freddie galvin so i think he's gonna be their shortstop hmm I don't know about that. I think they're. I think they're. Uh, they're one of those teams that. Uh, say, for example, if the if the Rockies, versus you know, for some grace of God, actually decided they wanted to rebuild and trade people, they're a team that I would be penciled in uh, for trading for someone like Trevor Story. Or signing, you know, one of those elite shortstops in two years. Yeah, um, I think they could. They might make a run at Francisco Lindor too. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it because. <laughs> no, um, yeah. there's this interesting tidbit. So when Francisco Lindor was in high school, um, he trained with Barry Larkin. Mm-hmm. That's good company right there. Yes, that is. And you know Barry Larkin is 
usually the best shortstop in history of the Cincinnati Reds. And so I think that would be that's kind of interesting linkage for me because Barry Larkin is one of his mentors, and that would be a really good fit. If I want to see Frankie go anywhere, it would be the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, just because um, their, their baseball history, the baseball history Cincinnati has. They're a really old team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they have they have a they have a great history with um, black and Latino players as well. Yeah. Uh. So uh, you went. Uh. You said uh, Shogo uh, Akiyama. I was going to talk about that because before uh, they signed uh, Castellanos, uh, one of the questions I had was, okay, like they have a lot of young uh, outfielders, but they only have three spaces. So someone's going to be left out. You know, Aquino, you know, Jesse Winker, Tensel, Akiyama. Now that they signed uh, Castellanos, now that takes away right field. So now all those players, with the exception of Tensel, maybe, they'll compete for two spots. Uh, Aquino had a monster start to his career last year, but then cooled off a lot. I think he had like an OPS of like 550 in September, something like that. So I think it's a little bit of a stretch to believe in him completely, though. Yeah, I agree with you for that. Um, I feel like if RC Aquino does become a full time player and serviceable, he might be like a Nick, Nick Cassianos, maybe. Or oh, actually, I think his ceiling is. Um, He's got great power. He has amazing power. Um, just it's ridiculous when he puts the the bat on the ball and he really connects with the one. He's just, got one of the best uh, looking stances in yeah, baseball. It's really interesting too. Um, <laughs> but I really like their lineup. I like the signings they made. Um, I like the trades they made. Mm-hmm. For a minute, it, it seemed like they didn't know what they were doing, but. It's, it's, it seems pretty respectable up to this point. Yeah. Um, they have so far for my, for their lineup to me, I think it's going to be Shogo, Vado, um, Eugenio Suarez, and he was really underrated last year because he had yes. what, like forty-seven home runs. I think he, I think, I think he did hit forty-seven. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, they got Moose and Nick Castellanos behind him. They still got Jesse Winker. I think he's going to be their everyday left fielder. Although he might platoon with R.C. Zucchino or Nixon Zell, maybe. Um, I, can else, um, um, I think Freddie Galvez is going to start a source up. I uh, say, think Nixon Zell can play. Luke comes back healthy. With a stopgap, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, and they have Tucker Barnhart behind the plate, and he's been pretty decent for a catcher. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, my key here is, and like we've talked about previously, my key here is Joe Ivado. Because he's had down swings before, but they were never as as bad as his 2019. And he is 36 years old. If Vado, to me, if Vado, I don't, I don't want to go and say, you know, if he returns to MVP level, because I think that's kind of asking for too much. But if Vado just, uh, he goes back to like 130 OPS plus, 135 OPS plus uh, type of player, I think this lineup would be good. The one thing I don't like is team defense, but you know, you, you know, when the rotation is as good as it is, and you know they have the stuff that they have, you should get less ground ball. So that's a good segue to talk about the rotation. We're going to talk about that because, if I'm not mistaken, uh, like just like two three years ago, the the Reds' main issue was that they couldn't pitch, and now they have one of the best top threes in the world. 
Yeah, um, Luis Castillo's breakout year last season was was amazing to watch and disgusting um, changeup. His changeup is ridiculous. It, it's it's faster than some people's fastballs. It's crazy. Uh, Felix, like, um, yeah. Uh, Sonny Gray really bounced back after he got traded from the Yankees, and I kind of expected that. Um, mm-hmm. I think some pitchers just don't do well having a um, catchy Gary Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, he is. He he's, he he's a little rough back there. Yeah. Um, but because interesting tidbit, people don't look. People like to blame it on being in New York, but when he was on, but. Whenever he pitched Austin Romine, his ERA dropped by like two home runs when he was in New York. I think people forget that. Yeah, like, like, like there's a reason why personal catchers exist. Like, yeah. catcher pitcher, it's not it's not just pitcher. Like, catcher plays a huge part in what. The yeah, it's do. like when Trevor Bauer, he will only pitch to Roberto Perez because. Yeah, so. and I think that might have have something to do with the really poor performance he had. Trevor Bauer did as a Red because he was bad in Cincinnati. Yeah, but he was also kind of bad in Cleveland too that year, last year. That's um, true. That's true. He was really inconsistent, and um, but he was also pitching hurt too, because he had a lot of injuries last year. I think it's fair to expect that he'll go back to 2018 form. I think it's that's fair. I think he's he's gonna give you 180, 200 innings no matter what. I mean, he yeah. has a rubber arm, so he's gonna he's gonna give you 110, 115 pitches a game. Yeah, he's gonna strike motherfuckers out. Um, another thing I really like about the Reds is that they don't just have a good top three; they have a good back end of the rotation too. Because Anthony Discofani, he's good. Yes. And Wade Miley, I mentioned him before. He had a weird season last year because in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, he's his ERA was like around two. Oh, he he was in the Cy Young contending in the first half of the season last year. He was yeah. insane the first half, and then the second half he had. I, 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 I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if I had to bet, I said his. I say his CRA was higher than seven in the second half. Oh, I'm gonna look up his numbers right now. Yeah, so when you do that, get let up last season. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I don't. I thought, it's it's not fair to expect uh, first half to uh, Wade Miley again, but it's also not fair to expect second half Wade Miley because that's just ridiculous. So, I think that the fact that he's the clearly defined number five in the rotation, you're not depending on him for anything major, is really good because he's a veteran. He can you know hit some innings, and that's really good for a team like this. So, you got his ERA in the second half? Yeah, it was a five. 5.07 ERA in the second half. I thought it was higher than that. With 1.6 width. Oof. Man, last, uh, so in the second half, um, the opposing hitters hit 292, 361, 449. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad, even at a hitter spark. Yes. That's really bad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's the back end of the Ritz. Like, like, just. Like, I just listened uh, the rotation from top to bottom. Luis Castillo, ace. Sonny Gray, I don't know if I'll call him ace, but top ro- uh, of, of the rotation pitcher. Trevor Bauer, top of the rotation pitcher. Anthony Desclafani, really good number four. Wade Miley, really good number five. Pitching rotation is th- the strength of this team, yes. clearly. And they have a really good um, pitching coach as well. Yes. Yeah. The one thing that I'm a bit uh, more skeptical about is the bullpen. 
even though Amir Garrett is the funniest motherfucker in the world. I think uh, their bullpen might be really good. Um, you do? I think Razel Galacius, he's, he's consistent. He's not amazing. And he's not a Rhodes Chapman, but he's a pretty, he was a pretty good follow-up to Rhodes Chapman. Um, Michael okay. Lorenzen is pretty good, and he's a pretty good hitter as well. And I think it's really cool that they kind of have him as like a little bit of a two-way player. It's cool that they allow it, yeah. Yeah, um, Amir Garrett is going to be decent. Um, he hasn't really put it all together yet, but... No, he hasn't. Um, but I think he can. He's got Maybe the framework. He, he has a framework for sure. Um, Pedro Soap was a good signing. I forgot um, they signed him. Yeah, they did. You're right. That's a good signing. That yeah. Um, so I think that's a pretty good closing. They have their seventh, eighth, and and it just depends how their metal setup goes and how they do that. Yeah. But, um, I still feel like uh, the bullpen is one arm away from being a you know. I agree. Solidly above average group, but I think I they agree. could be passable. I agree. And you know, with how good the rotation is, you know, of course, less wear and tear on the bullpen so that's always better for you but like the rest I just feel like they lack one more bat and one more bullpen arm you know like the one more bat may be Votto but if it's not him then they lack that and the one more bullpen arm which we've already talked about so I don't really know uh, what to predict because if all the pieces mesh together well I can see this team winning 85 plus games but uh, if okay, they too. don't, but if they don't, and Votto, you know, keeps declining, and they have trouble with team defense, which is a thing that's really gonna suck for them. Um, if the pieces don't match well, and Trevor Bauer keeps underperforming, and you know, Wade Miley doesn't perform well, the bullpen is kind of meh. I can also say this team lose, uh, winning just seventy some games. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a high ceiling team, but also it's a low floor. Yeah, it's um, not a safe pick at all. Yeah, it's not a safe pick at all, for sure. I agree. Not safe pick. If I had to bet, I'd say somewhere just below 500. That's just me. Like 80 wins. Um, I think anywhere from 80 wins to 85. But they could, they could get an extra four wins in the tight division race. I think it's fair. Now, keep in mind, people... Keep in mind that we said the Cubs would be around the mid-80s, 84 wins, 83, 84. Now we're saying the Reds, 80, 82, right? So keep track of this because every team basically is going to be like this. <laughs> we're going to say all this. So, yeah, you got anything more on the Reds? Because I, I really don't. I just... I don't. Yeah. I think we covered it all for sure. I think I think we, I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, so moving on, next team. Uh, this team made the wild card last year, second wild card in the National League. They had a lead in the wild card game. They put their best reliever on the mound, and he blew it. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I don't know about you, but they were a team that felt uh, really disappointing to me last year, off of what they did in 2018. And I'm not sure, like, kind of where they go, because. I feel like they're gonna fall a little, a little bit short this year again. Um, the Brewers are weird to me. Just a very weird team. I agree. Um, they have a they had a lot of free agent agency departures. Grandal. Yes, that's Ames, a big one. Moves. Stockers. 
um, Drew Pomerantz, Gio yeah. Gonzalez, Jeremy Efforts. Um, they lost a ton of players. Uh, Junior Guerrero. Yeah. Um, and they also made some free agent signings as well, and some pretty smart ones. Um, yeah. I think Eric Sogard was a nice signing. Justin Smoke was a pretty nice signing. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Garcia, he's not amazing, yep. but he's still serviceable. Um, they traded for Armor. They traded for Omar Narvaez. Um, they also traded for Luis Urias, the um, the shortstop yeah. prospect from. Um, he might replace from, Orlando Arcia. I think he should. Just because, yeah, just because he's bad. He's not as good as defender Arcia, but Arcia's been a black hole for a long time. Yeah. Um, like 600 OPS type. <laughs> they still have. Uh, they got Manny Pena for the backup catcher. They got Ryan Brown still. They got Brock Holt. They signed him. They got Jack Yorko and Ben Gamble. I think Ryan Brown might start seeing time at first base at this point. He, he should. He should. He's, he's kind of old and aging. But he still has to play the rest of that contract out as well. Yeah. Um, uh, the one player I'm, I'm keeping an eye on as far as, you know, we're doing position plays right now. Um, Lorenzo Cain. Um, he's still gold glove defender of course but he's at an age in which you know kind of like uh, the decline can start happening at any point now and he already had a bad season with the bat last year so I'm looking forward to like to see what he does because wasn't he injured last year I don't recall him being injured I may be wrong though I may be wrong but I mean that would explain it because the previous year he was really good. Oh no, he he was healthy. He put up a three war season last year, which was pretty decent. But it's decent, but it's not like yeah, only eighty one OPS. So that was yeah, like that's not for good. a team like this, right? That also seems to be going towards like 80, 80, 81, 80, 81, 82 wins. Like teams like this, they need to get every win they can get. Yes. So you know, like just seeing Lorenzo can go back to a good level, that would be really good for him Keston Hira uh, he, I'm pretty sure his bat was like 400 last year and honestly he's that good of a hitter to where it's sustainable because he's going to hit the crap out of the ball yeah and he's going to strike out a lot but for a catcher he, I mean for a second baseman he has elite power he's going to give you 20 25 maybe 30 home runs especially that, especially in that ballpark yeah that, him and him and Yelich are going to beat him main pieces to line up yeah we, we, that, this is the first time we mentioned him uh Yelich honestly we know this from Yelich at this point he should have he should have won MVP last year I mean he he should have won it because of freak injury because he, he could have gone for the triple crown last year for sure his OPS last year was 1100 it's ridiculous that's Just, fucking stupid he had a, 568 slugging like no one expected this he's he he's fucking ridiculous i it, it has been such a weird transition and he's a weird hitter too because a lot of the guys who hit the ball as hard as he does hit it in the air a lot more than he does he hits yeah, a lot of ground balls he does he's a really good ground ball hitter he knows how to drive pitches um he he can go center left and right um I thought he got underpaid. Honestly, he wanted to stay. He approached them for the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, 
it makes sense to me why he did it because I guess he likes organization and likes the city a lot. Yeah. Seven but at the years, same time, yeah, seven years. But it, it, it rounds out to nine years, two fifteen. But at the same time, if he was, if he, if he could you can he sustain these numbers for another two years, and then he reaches free agency at thirty-one? Yeah, the value will be there. So. Yeah. So I mean, if I would, I think he could bet himself, and he can make that bet for sure. But at I the same so. time, no one knows what the. And a lot of players are also um, signing deals because of the um, CBA expiring yeah. in 2021. Yeah, they don't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And this pandemic, this pandemic just adds even more certainty to that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So who knows? Yeah, but like when you look at the lineup, um, I would say Yelich, well, Keston Hira too, but. Yelich is the clear, like, obvious superstar of this lineup. Keston Hero is the only other guy I can see maybe making an all-star team. That's how I can put it. I agree. I feel like they're lacking bats. Um, I, I agree. Lacking bats. Uh, Lucien Grandal, we mentioned it briefly. That's a huge loss for them. Yes, but at the same time, they weren't going to be able to afford them anyways. Yeah, yeah, but that's going to suck replacing that production and all those walks. So the pitching, uh, the Brewers, of course, they're famous or depending on who you ask infamous for how they use their bullpen and how they use uh, their rotation. I feel like it's the same story as last year. They, there's nothing dominant in this, in this rotation at all. I think Brandon Woodruff. Oh, oh yeah, 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 you're right, right, right. I forgot about him. So aside from Woodruff, because I did forget about him, because he's beast. Uh, aside from him, I don't see anything like dominant. Neither. It's just all of us in the threes and fours that could be decent. Yeah. But they know how to develop pitching and know how to use pitching. So. Yeah. And, and um, their Open manager can somehow gets to Josh Hader. Every every time, it's just they got they, they got to watch for his uh, workload though. Yeah, they do, because they just keep throwing him out there, and he's gonna collapse again. So that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I know, but they gotta kind of uh, you know they gotta watch out because I thought they had a, a really good uh, shot in 2018 at beating the Dodgers because that was what you heard the Dodgers were really vulnerable in and I thought they kind of wasted it last year they disappointed me I just don't see like it feels like an incomplete team I guess that's where I'm going with this it feels like this team is lacking things they're lacking one or two more bats they lack one or two more top of the rotation pitchers the bullpen's good uh, the manager is good uh, but I feel like they might just fall a little bit short, especially with the kind of competition on this, uh, you know, in this division. All it takes is for one team not called the Brewers to, to really click, and then someone might wind up with 90 losses because of it. I agree, or maybe one injury. Yeah, um, all it takes is for one key player to get hurt again, and that's a really fragile way to go about things. Yes. That's really fragile. And also, 
I mean, you're more aware of this than me. The farm system, from everything I know, is one of the worst in baseball. It's awful. Yeah. So okay. So my so so my facts are correct. Uh, I've heard it called the worst in the league. It, it probably is the worst in the NL. So sure. they have no reinforcements coming in the near future, really. Well, no notable pieces coming, but at the same well, time, yeah. they yeah. could. There could be a somewhere in the guy that just breaks out. For some reason, that happens a lot with the Brewers. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't know where to go with them. Do you have a win uh, prediction for them? Because I don't at all. Uh, I think they win around 84 or 80. It's, it's going to be an 80 game range, I think, again. I can see them finishing 81, 81, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to go a bit lower than that. 75. I'm going to go 77 wins, somewhere like that. Okay, 77, think, 81. Yeah, I, like, I just think someone, is what I said before, I just think that this division is so close that someone's going to have to take the losses somewhere. And... Like from all you know, from all four teams, I can really see. Well, Brewers and the Cardinals, I think, are two flawed teams. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I I just let me put it like this: twenty million things would have to go right at the same time, in my opinion, for the Brewers to even sniff ninety wins. Like everything would go right. I agree. There's just no way. So. Yeah. Uh, you said 81, around 500. I said somewhere around 77, 78, 79 wins. I think we're, uh, we're a bit less uh, enthusiastic about them than the Reds and the Cubs. But yeah, they might have trouble. Um, so four team in the division now. Now this is the team that we've been talking about how four of the you know four of the five teams are could legit you know win the division realistically the fifth team is the one we got to talk about now that's the pittsburgh pirates now to their credit to their credit they did what they had to do they fired clint hurdle they fired neil huntington everyone gone they traded starling Marte. like they've started the rebuild Yes. I think it's going to be and that's and that's actually something that I can give them props for. It's much better than being stuck pretending you're something. So at least they did that. Uh one question. Do you think Josh Bell will be a part of this team 2 years from now? Maybe. I don't think so. Cuz they're starting out the the rebuild. I mean, and Someone will, someone could trade for him. Honestly, that does make sense. I I just think that they're too far removed from you know actually competing to where you know to the point where uh, when they compete again, Josh Bell will be probably expensive. Yeah, I agree. So they might. Um, they still gonna trade Gregory Polanco too. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Reynolds will probably stay with the team because he just came up. Yeah, and he's pretty. He's gonna be pretty good, I think. Yeah, um, he was they have a they have a really good they have a really good bullpen too. I mean, not bullpen, yeah. uh, farm system. I'm sorry. Far, farm system, uh, they do the bullpen. I was about to say, no, especially no. You know, especially, spe- especially with their best, you know, their best pitcher coming out to be a fucking psycho. 
Uh, yeah, we're not even gonna get into that because I was just yeah. that was so disappointing. And the crazy thing about it was I was gonna write an article about him for my black baseball players in no series. And like it yeah. just happened today. I was writing an article and I was sick. Holy shit! It's yeah, just, he's weirdo. Yeah, uh, we're not even getting into that. But anyways, yeah. um, the Pirates they they got rid of Clint Hurdle and the front and the rest of that front office because it was terrible. The mm-hmm. trades they made. Especially the Chris, Chris Archer, Archer trade. trade. Oh that Chris goodness. Archer trade has to be the worst trade I've ever seen in my life. Uh, at least it's, in the past five years. It's, it's one of the worst of the decade, for sure. Easily. Ooh. You don't tire glass now, Austin Meadows, and Shane All-star. Bass. All of them have potential to be all-stars. Jesus Christ. But Chris Archer. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then um, the Garrett Cole trade. The Garrett Cole trade was terrible as well. Absolutely. They were wasting him. Really wasting him. Like, yeah. They, like, how do you take a guy with the, with the curve on the slider like that, and you know who can throw ninety eight, and tell him go pitch to contact? I mean, yeah. Honestly, you make him throw sinkers to the four seamers. Like, what are you? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Makes they sense. need to um get rid of that uh their um their manager too because he's kind of the reason for that. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, I think at this point they might just keep some of the personnel around. In the next two to three years, just for continuity, since the team's not going to be good anyway. <laughs> and really, I mean, that's it. I agree. Um, but the players they have coming up the pipeline in the next few years, I really like. Cabrian Hayes. Yes, I love that kid. Yes. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Gogola player right there. Easily, easily. Um, they still got Jameson Tyone. They got they got Mitch Keller too. Yeah. So that's two starting pitchers that could build off of. Um, Nick Birdie, I think, is going to be their closer pitcher. He mm-hmm. has filthy stuff. Um, they still got Keon Kala, and he might be a good trade piece. Kyle Crook, too. Yeah. Josh um, Bell, Brian Reynolds. Yeah, Josh Bell, maybe Brian Reynolds. Chris Archer, if he bounces back, maybe they can trade him. Uh, yeah. Joe Musgrove as well. He's only 27. About Chris Archer, I looked it up. He actually performed pretty well in the second half when he ditched the slide uh the sinker completely he went yeah. back to four seam slider he performed that's one thing about the pirates they make all their they make all their pitchers sell sinkers and it's like no you, you sounds gotta, like the rockies you gotta throw up in the zone now like you throw a sinker in the lower third of the zone he's gonna get destroyed every time yeah and we'll talk about that more when we get to the national league west and the rockies i will <laughs> scream a lot i will scream a lot in that in that preview um, but yeah, like the Pirates, uh, they're gonna be a, a quick preview for us because really the only good thing I can say about them is they fired who they had to fire and they're waiting for people. And their stadium is uh, you know, the ballpark's dope. That's the yeah, only the good thing I can say about beautiful. them. The ballpark is really beautiful, beautiful fucking ballpark. It's gonna be real fucking empty too in the next few years. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh I don't have a win, uh, you know, I don't have a, a record prediction for the Pirates because it really doesn't matter because they would want to lose 110 games. But do you think they'll lose more or less games than the, say, Marlins? I think they lose more games than the Marlins. I agree. Than the, than the Tigers? No, Tigers are going to lose a lot. Of- <laughs> Actually, no, the Tigers made some free agent signings or some veterans last year that I kind of like. They have good pitching prospects too. Uh, yeah, they, Casey Myers and Matt Banning are great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's the Pirates for y'all. Um, 
they're going to be the honestly since all four teams aside from them are, comp- are you know competent i think the pirates might lose a lot of games just off of that yeah I like agree. they might they, they might look a lot a lot sure. worse than they are yes <laughs> so so yeah uh yeah the ballpark's dope but that's really all they got going for them um so now for the last team and the team i like to call the uh the san antonio spurs of baseball uh the st louis cardinals um they won the division last year they took they they did themselves no favors they almost lost it almost blew it to the brewers in the final few games um but then they went and they did the unthinkable to me they beat the braves in the nlds i had the braves pretty much sweeping them i don't know if you did um, I actually had to go on five games. I thought it was going to be a close series just because the Braves are so young and a lot of players on the home. Okay, okay. Um, the same as Cardinals have better experience. That's fair, that's fair. Um, but yeah, so series was tied 2-2. Then they scored 10 runs in the first and they killed every hope Braves fans had. Um, then they got humiliated themselves in the NLCS by the Nets and when I say humiliated I mean they just got smoked and it was bad and the team is pretty much the same as it was last year too they did barely anything yeah um, I actually had the Nationals going to the World Series I thought it was just their year and um, yeah it was it was a buzzsaw but at the same time the, this, the Cardinals played terribly they got no bats like <laughs> and I've talked about this a lot in the offseason because Teams that stay, you know, stagnant and don't make moves to take advantage really frustrate me. I think um, I actually like their lineup. You do? Yeah, I mean, um, Matt Carpenter was kind of eh last year, but I think he could bounce back. Um, nobody expected, everybody thought Paul Goldsmith was going to light the world on fire again, but he didn't. That's a surprise. Paul DeYoung going to get 25, 30 home runs after shortstop, and he's going to play good defense. Colton yeah. Wong, um, he's gonna give you twenty seven bases. Go go glove defense at, at second. I'll fuck with him. Highlight reels after highlight reels. And he's gonna get on base. He has a really good eye at the plate, but he's not gonna get for much power. Um, we all know what Yadi is gonna bring to the bring to the table every year. Yeah. Um, I love Yadi. I'm, I'm gonna miss him when he retires. I hope he doesn't play for other team. No, he's not. I doubt it. Um, and he's actually going to play in 2021 too. Him and Wino confirmed it. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, especially, I think this uh, shortened season this year is going to give a lot of older veterans. Um, yeah. Have the, some fresher legs. Yeah. Like now that Corey Kluber is going to segue, um, I feel like he's going to come back really good now. So, um, but Tommy Edmond, I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, you can't you can't get on base or anything though. Um, and Harrison Bader is kind of a black hole in center field, yeah. but he, he plays really good defense. If he can be so. just average hitter, that's a valuable player. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of like defender. he's kind of like um, Billy Hamilton light. Yeah. Um, their bench is pretty decent. Um, Matt Weeders, Brian Miller, uh, Ryan Hill, Rabello, uh, Tyler O'Neill. And Lane Thomas and 
Um, their rotation, I, I like it a lot. Um, I don't as much actually. Zach Flaherty and and Seamart is a pretty nice top too. Um, Dakota Hudson, Wayno, and Miles Nichols are kind of like number four guys at this point. Yeah, I have doubts about the rotation. I think we both believe in Jack Flaherty completely. Yeah, he's like reminds me of Shane Bieber a lot. He's ace. I think we both believe him. But behind him, I, I got questions about every other starter. Obviously, uh, you know, Wayno, he's old. Even though he doesn't, you know, rely on velocity, you know, his command can go like that and he can be in trouble. But I think he'll be serviceable at the back end. Uh, Carlos Martinez, he has some health issues and, you know, staying as as, as a starter. So we got to see with that. And Michaelis and Hudson don't impress me at all. So, like, that's my thing with the Cardinals uh, rotation. The ace is there. You know, the big-time ace is there. And I see, you know, I see the good, you know, solid back-end pitchers, but I don't see a uh, defined number two. That's my problem with it. And the lineup, I have a lot of issues with the lineup because the lineup was already bad last year. They struggled mightily to score runs. And the fact that they lost Ozuna, who wasn't, you know, a world beater or anything in St. Louis, but he was second best hitter on the team, basically. Uh, I think it's fair to expect Goldie to, you know, I don't know if, you know, 2017 Goldie, but I think it's fair to expect him to perform better than he did last year because, you know, Bush Stadium is probably the definition of a pitcher's park. Uh, and... I like Colton Wong. He gets on base. He's a good, you know, top of the order guy. Uh, I like Paul DeYoung, but he doesn't get on base a whole lot. Tommy Edmond, I fuck with him, but he's due for regression, in my opinion. Some, even if that's counteracted with him just naturally improving. Uh, and I think uh, Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter are both done at the plate. And so is Yachty. Yeah, Yachty is for sure. When I heard all those rumors, you know, about, you know, the Cardinals trading for Nolan, uh, as much as I, as, as much as I would have, you know, killed myself, if that would actually happen. Um, it made perfect sense. Like this team really needs one, two, maybe three more bats. So, you know, them acquiring Nolan, that would make the infield disgusting defensively, by the way, uh, and would give them the bat they need. I think the only solution this offense has is if Goldie goes back to, you know, good level, Matt Carpenter bounces back, Paul DeYoung and Colton Wong keep improving, Tommy Edmond maintains his level, and they get uh, Dylan Carlson, he comes up, and he kills it. Dylan. Dylan or Dylan? Dylan. Okay. <laughs> Fucked up his name. But uh, so unless Dylan Carlson comes up, and fucks up, you know, and fucks shit up immediately. I don't see this lineup being like even top ten in the National League. Like they're gonna be bottom five to me. Yeah. Um. So I think this is gonna be, you know, with the Cardinals on um, pitching and defense. Yeah, like last um, year. Yeah, basically last year. Um, Wilpins were good. Yeah. The I don't know. Jordan Hicks had TJ surgery, so. Well. I'm kind of counting on on uh, Carlos Martinez as a reliever at this point. He could be the so closer. That does make so sense because of his own um, because of his uh, injury history. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I have Alex Reyes, and he was supposed to be really good, and he has injuries here as well, so he might wind up being in the bullpen really soon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with the Cardinals, you always gotta count them in because they always have some random guys that are like yeah. minor league depth that wind up being average Stars. to above average major league players. Yeah, somehow, some way, it just Devil the Magic. yeah the Cardinals and the Indians are kind of like the two main teams that somehow do this. Like they have Andrew Neiser, and he might be an MLB soon, and he's a catcher, and he might follow up, and he might follow up Yachty. And if he, if it, and anybody is a good mentor and learn from this Yadier Molina, who's probably a Hall of Famer, most likely a Hall of Famer. Um, I would hope he is. He should be. Him and him and him and Joe Mauer should be Hall of Famers, but that's another conversation. Um, I think Yadier will make it, but Joe Mauer, eh. I would vote for him, but I don't think voters will. Um, I think Joe Mauer could get in just because um, a lot of. A lot of catchers with injury history kind of get in because I remember before he had a concussion on that foul yeah, ball, some Mets player, he was on track to be one of the best catchers ever. 3,000 hits, everything. Yeah. And he has, what, four gold gloves, three silver sluggers, and I can't believe I'm sticking up for Joe Mauer as a Cleveland Indians fan, but <laughs> it's 2020 and, and crazy things are happening. Nothing is yeah. normal anymore. So it is what it is. Um, with the Cardinals, I think some way they wind up competing for the division just because of the Cardinals. Um, they had they had managerial issues with um, Matt Mahaney as a manager, but they but they switched up and their new manager is really good. I like him. He seems yeah. to have respect of the team. Um, I think this team can w wins eight of games in the minimum, just because they somehow put, put the pieces together. High floor team. Yeah, high floor team. A um, low ceiling though. Yeah, low ceiling. I don't think they make a World Series run unless they just get the momentum and run with it. I think, I think the NL Central gives us a a wild card team as well. I would not be surprised if that happened, but I think if 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 three mm -hmm. three out of the four teams are competing for division, if they don't get the division, then one of them or maybe both of them might be going for the wild card. That could I happen. Think, uh the Mets or the Nats over one of these teams though true but, just I, do agree, but I do agree but I yeah. do agree we'll get a wild card team out of, out of the center okay um but yeah it's, this division is really gonna be really fun to watch yeah for the next few years um there's a lot of good front offices in this division a lot mm -hmm. of good managers um these teams have a lot of history and there's a great rivalries in this division as well so yeah a lot of history a lot of baseball history I'm kind of scared to do like predictions for the um, final standings of the division because I did have no fucking clue what to say. I, I don't know. I mean, we could just say that the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Reds, and the Cubs are all going to be somewhere around 80 games, and that's pretty, that's about as accurate as going to get, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think about it. Like, I feel like on paper, the Cubs should win the division. That, that's just me. Like, on paper, I think on paper the Reds should just kind of they they more they, they I think they have the least amount of holes in their roster construction compared to the other teams. That's fair. I feel like I'm going for the Cubs because I know what I'm gonna get. From oh the, yeah, for sure. The Cubs are reasonable. Unknown. The Cubs they have They're the experience. Pick. They're a safe pick, and they should be the safe pick. 
because we talk about other teams that has Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo. And they somehow only won 84 games last year. Yeah, they, they, really, they really shat the bed last year. <laughs> they did. How do you get swept by the Pirates? Anyway, if I had to pick my standings, I go Cubs 1, I go Cardinals 2, I go Reds 3, Brewers, and then Pirates, of course. I think um, you can flip-flop the Cardinals and the Reds for me. Yeah, you can. So I think you flip-flop any of the four teams in the top four spots. But um, I would go um, – I think I'm going to go Reds first. That's fair. Cardinals second. Cubs okay. third. Brewers fourth. And the Pirates fifth. But with any of the top four, they can be bounced around just based on how competitive divisions are going to be. I feel like this division might not might not see a ninety game winner. I agree. I agree. It, most maybe eighty to eighty nine at the most. Yeah, that could be any of the four teams if they catch momentum at the right time. I mean, I, I just can't really say because I find most teams in in this division are flawed in some way. So that all make that makes them all vulnerable. Let's just put it like that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, so that was if I think we're done. That was uh, the National League Central. Uh, y'all got the gist of it. We're both kind of like not knowing how to predict because this division just feels like a crapshoot. Really, just feels like any any one of four teams if they get the momentum, uh, like Pat said, at the right time, they could all make a run for it. I would be shocked. Let me put it like this: I'd be shocked though if any of these teams made it to the NLCS but I think it's very likely that they get we get two uh, playoff teams out of this yeah I agree as well yeah they all feel like teams that have really big flaws that will keep them from being serious contenders because that would imply having to beat the Braves and the Dodgers and I just don't see it but yeah that was uh, the NL Central so I'll leave Link like I said, like I did last time to all the pad shit down below, go follow him, go follow what he does. He mentioned uh, the series he's doing called, you know, Black Baseball Players You Need to Know About. Go check that shit out. And uh, yeah, have a good one, y'all. Peace. Peace.